Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Bobby. Today, I'm joined with Mimi Zhang. Mimi is a multi-passionate entrepreneur, philanthropist, and optimist that is dedicated to helping female entrepreneurs to build an online business that supports their dream lifestyle. Mimi, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Yes, this is so wonderful to connect. I am excited to see what you've been up to lately. Can you tell us more? Yeah, so really 2021, new year, new me, <laughs> um, really pivoted my businesses into more online space and towards coaching area where I can help female entrepreneurs to build the businesses to support their lifestyle. And the reason why I went with that route is because I spent this whole last year and half um, really figuring out how I can build the dream lifestyle for myself as a female entrepreneur and a newlywed. Um, I left nine to five job and really dove in, you know, finding and pursuing the passion and really looking deeper into what I want to do, but not only that, what kind of lifestyle I want to have, you know, because as a type A person, personality, like person, I can do so much, you know, I can have a long to-do list, I can accomplish a lot, I can learn new things and new skills, like that's not an issue, but it has to be aligned with my dream. And I just spend a lot of time figuring that out and building, you know, something that can sustain the lifestyle that I want for myself. And I realized that there are a lot of female entrepreneurs out there really that are similar like me and if I can help them to make that path shorter and less painful then that's you know that that will be my contribution so what does that dream lifestyle look for you because all of us have different ways that like our dream lifestyle of like whether it's having a home and being mm -hmm. a good steward or you know traveling a lot what does that look like for you well it, for me and that's why I always you know like preface like well define your dream your dream not my dream right like for me the way it used to look it was like American dream so I'm an immigrant I moved here about 10 years ago and idea of just having a good job, um, buying a home, having a husband, a dog possibly, <laughs> living somewhere in countryside or just a big home with a big yard. That was an American dream. But I realized that that was just something convinced to me and pictured to me that that's ideal. So I sat down and realized that for me, what I want to have, it's time freedom and financial freedom to do what I want to do when I want to do and do it on my terms not worry about the paycheck or make my employer mad uh, the main objective here too is I want to be stay-at-home mom eventually when I have kid and be married full-time to my husband because I working in the nine-to-five um and just corporate America for six over six years, I realized that we go home and we give our leftover to our loved ones, even though, you know, in daily prayers or 
affirmation would say we want to spend time with our friend, uh, friends and family more. But then what end up happening is we go to work for 48 hours a week. And then whatever that leftover weekend, we try to split between our friends, our loved one, our community, and it's just not enough for me personally. So it's really the path of finding financial freedom, uh, having enough money invested and safe um, so that I can do the things that I want to do rather than because I have to, right? And another part too, it's be a full-time married, be a full-time daughter, be a full-time mother eventually if I can and just do a lot of philanthropy work eventually traveling and bringing my family with me so that's that's the main goal (laughs) and you hit on so many key points because we all like you had this ideal American dream when you came here and it's something that being an American since I was born here and everything everybody sort of gives you these building blocks of like you got to check off the boxes Mm -hmm. when you hit in your 20s you're gonna find somebody that you love and then you're gonna get married and then by the time you're 30 like have kids and all these building blocks and I've realized you know what an ideal life for somebody out there is not my ideal life and you know maybe you know I'm 33 and still not married and I have a boyfriend of a year and a half but like some of these things like if I would held myself to those standards of checking those boxes like I would be super unhappy mm-hmm. and unfulfilled right now but instead I'm like super fulfilled and happy so taking that time to like really hone in on what your ideal lifestyle is is so key and I'm so glad that you took the time to do that and realize you know that slice of the pie like you said of divvying out time and the time that you want to spend with your husband and friends and family like those pieces get smaller and smaller when you're working all the time yeah and don't get me wrong I'm not here to knock out people that work from you know like in corporate world or you know really fulfilled with their nine to five some a lot of people that I've met and I know they really have a purpose at their nine to five and they're very fulfilled and happy they do contribute the way that they think they should at nine to five and you know uh, meetings the goal of the company that they work with it's the same goal that they have you know since they were a child or something like that right like we heard stories um people sharing how they found their dream job. And I'm not here to knock it out. It just really outlining what you mentioned earlier, like what is that for you? And really take, you know, like time to dive in, like, is it really what you want? Is it really, really what you want? Or is that was convinced or you were convinced since the childhood that that's what you should want, right? So I'm here to support anyone who, really follow the path and really strongly believe that that's what they want right and you have to be realistic too with nowadays technology what we want and our parents wanted for us it's so different because possibilities are way more than our parents had so it changed right so if if we see in our parents being happy at nine to five and having that american dream 
well, why don't take a little bit of time and think about what does it look to you in this new world? Because the world is not the same. Exactly. With the way technology has shifted, with the way business has shifted, we've already seen it with the capabilities of remote work and having extra time, even if you are working a nine to five, like there isn't the transportation time and an hour commute to and from work right now. So there's extra time added in. You know, there are so many more aspects of business, like you said, than what we had prior. So when you try to help other entrepreneurs and specifically you work with female entrepreneurs, correct? Yeah. Um, How do you help them transition into this new lifestyle? Yeah. And a lot of it, it's really come from my experience and knowledge. Um, I went to school for MBA And I'm a person that really like processes and procedures. And when I first started with being full-time entrepreneur, because I wanted to be able to stay at home or work where I want to or travel and still work because nowadays you only need laptop and computer, I became a freelance because it was the easiest thing to test out what I'm good at and my skills. So I started off as a freelance and then... um, there were more people who reached out to me and wanted me to consult them with business, like help them to build business procedures or certain marketing campaigns. So I started off like that and I realized that, well, this is not really sustainable. Like I cannot be freelance for a long time. Well, I do have to say that a lot of people live that lifestyle and they have built great life for them. But for me, that was just not sustainable and evergreen. Like how do I repeat to have a consistent amount of customers all the time, right? Like you have to constantly working and I become self-employed. So I have to work um, to actually make a product or something and utilizing my knowledge of, you know, being in an MBA and also working at the corporate before I realized I need to build system and procedures where my business can run by itself and have something that is sustainable and can be run without me. So really transforming that passion or uniqueness or skills that you have from being self-employed to a business owner that you can scale and then eventually think of leaving that legacy to your kids or building something that have your name on it, but it can run itself. So that's really a core of what I want to help female entrepreneurs to do. It's, you know, putting all the skills and knowledge that you have and transform it to the business. So that which includes procedures, processes, systems, automation, hiring, um, outsourcing, and all of that, I realized you cannot do it by yourself. And if you do, then you end up being self-employed and you end up working more than 40 hours a week. (laughs) So you leave nine to five and working 40 hours a week to work like 60 hours a week and being exhausted and you still don't hit all those things that you want. So how do we transform that and make it a sustainable business where it can just run itself? So that's really core of what I do. And that is so key because I've lived the freelance life for years. And then 
being self-employed. And like you said, it's like a never ending roller coaster. You never know when that next client is coming in. You never know when the next thing's coming in. You trust that it'll happen there. You know, when I was in the event industry, it was like, when it rains, it pours, like there are tons and tons of back to back events. And then you hit like month number four of going 70 plus hour weeks. And you're like, what did I just do to myself? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I need a break. Like, is it right. time to take a break? Like, but what if there's another big event that comes? Um, but when you hit this point of automation and you fo- like you said, focus on the skills that you are good at and then create something from that mm-hmm. to create a business. Do you work mostly towards like teachable style things where it's coursework or more consulting one-on-one? that you help female entrepreneurs get to or to get that automation down? Yeah, so right now it's really one-on-one coaching and consulting. Um, I give out the system and the things that needs to be done and then help the female entrepreneurs alongside with that. Um, and eventually I do want to put it in, a co- well, more of like group coaching where you can go in and, do the self-study but then we'll have meetings uh, where I can answer all your questions because I just realized like it's such a deep in subject and people will have a lot of questions so the person that want to start e-commerce will have a different question than the person that want to start coaching business and then where to take direction and I like working one-on-one because really the beginning of the work is really know what lifestyle you want Right. So we can build any kind of business, but if you want to travel the world, you're probably not going to have a brick and mortar restaurant, mom and pop shop, you know. So you, I really like to work with people and really know what they want first, which I think takes up like a good amount of time to really know who you are first and building that lifestyle, like, and then exploring possibilities. Because I do know, okay, maybe you're good at speaking, but there's so many possibilities of how you can build good business with speaking and not have to be there if that's your what you want, right? Or maybe you want to be the person who travel and being at the speech engagement all the time, then it takes some different sets of work. I mean, the basics will eventually I want to put in the course so I don't have to repeat the same main basics all the time but yeah I like to personalize it because people have different dreams like we mentioned before yeah everybody's different we all have a different scenario a different place of life and this isn't to say that like once you set out on this dream lifestyle that you have that it can't evolve and change exactly yeah and yeah exactly a lot of times we, I've known it with myself and others, like we hem ourselves into like, but I said five years ago that this is what I really wanted. And now that I have this, like, it's great and all, but I really feel like it's time for a change. And yeah. when you allow yourself to like open up and mm-hmm. like go into those feelings and trust your intuition with that, I feel that's like a huge key to the puzzle because if you don't do that, then that happiness and joy is never going to be there. Yeah, and another point too, it's to what you said is you don't have to choose like, okay, I'll have to 
complete my business so that one day I can be happy, right? Like you, you don't have to like, okay, I have to hit this goal until I can fulfill my purpose. And that's another key point where I work with my clients it's to really help them to realize, you know, that purpose or the calling that they want to do and implement that fulfillment within the situation that they are in right now. Like I love philanthropy. I love serving. I love inspiring. One of my like things that I love to do is inspire, you know, less privileged kids or the kids that were orphaned or, you know, no matter how they came to this earth, like I just want to be a person who can inspire and motivate them right and I thought to myself like well I only can do it one day when I have a successful running business or one day when I can travel the world and go to those orphanages like but that's not true within my line of work I run three businesses and one of them is including coaching the other one it's tax and like bookkeeping to help um, small businesses with that and I realized that with my line of work, even when I see clients who come to me, ask questions about taxes or bookkeeping, I can still inspire them with the same message that I want to inspire those kids that, you know, that I will meet one day or only meeting on the certain days. Like I can still deliver the same message and get the fulfillment of my purpose with what I have in my hand. Like we don't have to wait for one magical day to do those things. So, and that's the key too, because I feel like as a female entrepreneurs, we most often we are like type A, we have type A personality, we are high achievers and we are really hard on ourselves. And we have to have things like, okay, when I do this, then I do this. Like it doesn't have to be like that. And going towards your feeling just like you mentioned before it's important and exploring your feelings along with the work that you do I feel that's what not a lot of female entrepreneurs allow them to do because we have this idea that well we have to be this strong heart you know like straight-headed person to make business happen but that's actually not true like you can actually follow your feelings your gut feeling and still fulfill all those dreams. And you hit on it so key that you can inspire people at the place that you are at. And sometimes we have this ideal of like where we ideally want to serve and ideally inspire somebody. And then that click happens and where we're placed in different situations where somebody right in front of us isn't that set demographic that we had in mind. Like for you, it was uh, the orphanage or whether it's in another country or so forth and that message, but somebody right in front of you needs mm -hmm. to hear that message. And it's like, okay. I was placed here for a reason to share this. And there are so many ways of whatever it is that you're called to do and your purpose, mm -hmm. that opportunities present itself. And yeah. I just want to also want to say like the power of the internet right now, like we always say like when the time comes, like you said, or when I get to this level, I can do this. Mm -hmm. Like the power is here right now. You right. know, like if you wanted to speak to an orphanage in, 
I don't know, down the street, there might be one from you in California. Or if you wanted to speak to one in India, I'm sure one of the directors has a computer or a phone and like connect via Zoom and then talk mm -hmm. to some of the kids or there are multiple ways. But like you said, we tend to overcomplicate things. Yeah. How do you see how the overcomplicating of things hinders entrepreneurs? It just paralyzes you and stop you from taking actions. And I mean, we have to be real too, is that we overcomplicate things because you will bring back to the um, internet, right? It makes things easier, but it still doesn't make things simple. We also get overwhelmed with the amount of information that we get. And that's why I saw the need of creating my consulting business. It's to help female entrepreneurs in the, figure out in the online space. There's so much to do. And then you like, well, what should I do? And then you also start looking left and right, thinking that the grass is greener on another side. And you're like, well, that's what they do. They have success. Maybe that's what I should do. But the reality is, somehow you got into the algorithm of Instagram or Google showing you the same thing because this was his program, right? Just because you see it often, it doesn't mean that that's the only way it works. And that's what sometimes we forget with internet that they were coded by programmers who were told like, okay, just find the consumer behavior and give them the same thing. And that's why it's good to just be off internet to figure out what you want to do. Use the internet as your power to do those things. And really, you know, because we are so connected, it's, it, it's hard to, to think for yourself, right? And that's why we overcomplicate things because we go to internet for ideas, but then we get trapped in some sort of, idea bubble that internet created so you have to be really careful right and that's I think not to say that we have to blame internet only it's just have a self-awareness have a self-awareness when you do the same thing and it doesn't work you have to step back and think well did I just overthink here did I just you know complicated my matter and did I just got distracted when I went to online or build my business, write my business plan, for example, online. And then I start exploring what the other example of business plan out there and then trying to bring that idea in. So we actually, I believe that we already know what we want. We already know exactly how to do things. We just don't go deeper inside ourselves to look for it. And I think that's where complication come from because we doubt ourselves and we really think that we're not good enough like we, we just think that our idea is not good enough and once you hit that thought the spiral just goes down like okay well if I'm not good enough then somebody else has better idea let me go explore and we just like go into that you know down down it's spiral. like down the rabbit hole of yeah. like I'm not good enough Susie over here is doing this. It's so much better than what I have to mm -hmm. offer. And then I also have seen it go down to the spiral of like the fear of judgment. Right. Um, you know, I have this idea. I'm just afraid to put it out there. 
I know within it's probably good, but what is somebody going to say closest to me? What yeah. are they going to think of me? And then again, it's that state of paralysis and to get over that, you just have to start doing it in yeah. even in the smallest of steps. Yeah, and like to your beginning question, we overcomplicate because we don't trust ourselves. So we think that, and I used to be in those shoes too, and I'm still overcoming it. It's, I used to think that, okay, I need to go to school to get my college degree. Then I need to get my MBA so I'm more qualified. Now, you know, going down towards being an entrepreneur, I'm like, okay, I need to get this license, that license, maybe go back to school again to prove to myself and society that I'm good enough. And that's what we were, you know, conditioned to think like, okay, well, you cannot do the work until you get the college degree. You cannot do certain things until you get this amount of experience. And I'm not saying that that's not true. It's just things moving way faster now. And we just need to trust like ourselves that we are good enough and let that um, idea of like, okay, I just need to learn more be, you know, be gone and just trust like, okay, I'm, I have something that I'm already good at. And I, I'm talking to female entrepreneurs who are like starting out being a freelancer, like you already have something that you're good at. You don't have to constantly seeking or buying a new online course, buying a new thing to learn a new skill, right? Like you just really need to find what you're good at and what you enjoy and master that skill. So that's like a different set of things. Mastering the one skill that you already have, it's different than finding 10 more courses and being good at 10 more skills. Right. And you could spend hours and months consistently spending money out, buying these other courses, being like, okay, well, I think I'm ready. I think I'm at this point. Like, should I put it out there? And then the algorithm gets you again. You see another sponsored ad and it's like, well, this new course by somebody else that you follow is just out. And for today only it's $97. And you're like, oh snap, I should probably buy that one. And then you get back into this trap. Mm -hmm. Um, But as you said, like you have to trust it and everything that you need is inside of you right now. Like if you have the capabilities and the skills, which we all do, we all have a skill set that we've been working on or that has proven to like keep resurfacing of like, hey, I'm really good at that. Um, that you just have to start stepping out and start asking. Yeah, I also want to add one thing to just help whoever is listening and watching this right now is I used to beat myself up thinking of what is my purpose? What is my one sole purpose? Or what is that one thing that I'm good at? And I always never understood like, well, some people were born and they just like good at singing and they just automatically become singer, right? Some people just good at speaking and they just automatically know that they need to master it and become, you know, a public speaker or some sort of person who is on stage who become an actor 
and it's easy for them, but for majority of us and what I found for myself as well, it wasn't the case. Like I'm good at being, you know, person who is working hard and figuring out things, but I don't have this one skill that I'm good at. You know, people often say, well, you're Asian, you're good at math. Well, my math is not bad, but it's not like my love to do math, right? So what for people out there that don't really have that one skill that they already know. And again, everything that you need, it's inside you. You just need to take your time to do self-reflection. And for many of us who don't have that one skill, one unique skill that you want to master, it's about finding the set of skills that you're good at and combining them, right? So for me, how I found out about myself and self this through the path of self-discovery, I realized that, okay, I want to, why I want to do coaching because I'm just like, from my heart, I'm just good at teaching. Like since I was a kid and I always would tutor younger kids, like I always would want to share my knowledge with others. So I really like teaching, but I never seen myself being a teacher because I don't think that's the environment that I want to be in um so teaching was one of my skills that I really like another one it's just processes and building systems that's what I really like and just school has taught me and just some knowledge that I gained so I combine it together to build the business right so I combine it together become my strength and my unique selling point as a lot of marketers will say and I also know many languages. I live in many countries. So I use that as the way and perspective to share with my clients. So that makes me unique because I can speak to a lot of immigrants. I can speak to people that actually grew up here in America to give them a different perspective. So it's a combination of three things that helped me to build my business. And I need to master three things. Yes, for some people, it's just one thing, but oftentimes it's not like that. So you don't have to beat yourself up to look for that only one thing. It can be the combination and that's what usually make you unique because, you know, living in different countries and being immigrant, it's not just case for myself, but being an immigrant and live in many countries and have a passion for teaching that's not like, that's just make, you know, like make it a little bit less people and also have a passion for building, you know, inspiring and helping people building the lifestyle that they want. That's already different. So you just go down more, but to do that again, you need to know what are that sets of skills first. So I recommend people just basically write down, (laughs) write on the list of paper, all the things that you know, and then connect the dots from there. And take that time, take an hour out of your day, whether you think like you should be posting on Instagram or you should be networking on LinkedIn or Clubhouse or whatever, and spend that hour, take out a sheet of paper, take out a notebook, get quiet and write things down. And sometimes that's the hardest step for people because it's so easy to scroll. It's so easy to make a post with our phones. Yeah. so easy to get distracted by the noise but to actually get quiet and listen to ourselves scares a lot of people yeah because we don't trust ourselves like I've noticed myself too like in the beginning journey 
and I still struggle with it. It's when first thing in the morning I sit down and do my gratitude and you know three things that I'm grateful for, three things that I need to get done, and three people that I want to connect with. Um, if I touch my phone just to maybe create that to-do list or reach out to three people that I want, and if I touch my phone, I just get just lost. <laughs> and like game over. It's yeah, like- it just like game over. And it's like hour later. I'm like, I was supposed to text three people. And now I'm like on LinkedIn texting like five people and creating a post and doing all these things. So really self-awareness is the key again. And you might not get it done at the first time when you attempt to sit down. And that's fine. Like don't beat yourself up. Try again next day. Right. And that's why one of the key factor of me building the business is I want to create a community of driven female entrepreneurs who can help each other and just support each other in that path, you know, because we, and I noticed this too, it's like on social media, when we show up, we want to be the person who, you know, like n- not know it all, but we had it figured out so that we can show to the world so that people can be proud of us or know that we're an authority so they can reach out to us. But it's on the journey, on the back end, it's a lot of work. And how do we support that system, which I believe it's in the power of community. Definitely. And having that support system and accountability and somebody that you can rely on and just be like, hey, like I'm having a down day. Like, can you help me in this moment? Because like you said, we all want to show up and act like our lives are super put together and makeup's done. And, you know, like the world is perfect and there weren't Uh screaming kids in the background or, you know, or turmoil and you woke up on the wrong side of the bed and you're like oh life is perfect look (laughs) at me now you know um but yeah yeah, it's like having a community having that group that you can be real with and allow yourself to be real in those moments yeah and you have to build a trust right like to start sharing more of you so community why I'm think that community is important it's if one person is showing you know they vulnerability it's easier for other person to do that and we don't have to do it in public on social media we don't have to be I know like I think um like on social media I know people say well just be authentic you like be vulnerable but it's not for a lot of us just to be out there right and once it's on internet it's on internet forever so when sometimes when you put things out, you want to think about like, will I regret about it in the future, right? Like, will this be something that hurt me in the future? So, you know, as a female, we, we think about those things a lot and just having a trusted community to share and be open and knowing that it's a safe place and it's not going to go out, you know, to the public to hurt you in the future it's, I think it's very important and it's a key. And I especially have seen it being more important, especially in the time just, you know, like pandemic of last year and still going on. <laughs> right. And having that support because 
like the whole reason I started this was because I was feeling disconnected and I missed seeing people and I missed meeting people mm-hmm. and just stepping out and saying, okay, like, let's try this. Let's yeah. try something. Let's build that community. Let's see who I can connect with. Let's see who we meet and grow this circle to you. Um, but I also want to add like, what I've had a lot of fun with lately on social media is a lot of times we always take ourselves so seriously, mm-hmm. especially like as an entrepreneur and you always want to have like the business professional side, but also share that lifestyle side. Uh, but yeah, like sharing some of those real moments that are so relatable. Um, like we've been DIYing, repurposing and refinishing a dining room table and it's been 28, 30 degrees Fahrenheit here. And we're working in an unheated garage. And I started like, we're sanding and there's a video of me on TikTok. And I was like, I told my boyfriend, I was like, I just need a video. Like this is gonna be funny because I am so mismatched, like bright pink running shorts on, running shoes. Like I have an old snowboarding jacket on, the hood on, I look so hideous. But at the same point, it's like, you know, this is today's outfit of the day. Like what's tomorrow's, right? We all have these moments, but yet sometimes we're afraid to share like, oh, but this doesn't match today. And this doesn't match like my grid and Mm -hmm. everything has to be perfect and curated and everything but it's in those small moments that you're like oh let's just have fun with it and see what happens but like you said it is out there and this was one of those videos that ended up popping a little bit on TikTok so it's like has over 2,000 views for me looking ridiculous but I'm the person that I'm like okay it's out there like yeah it's not gonna affect me yeah if, if you're okay with that and you feel no shame with that because you know who you are and you're confident with your identity like none of those crazy you know things that online can hurt you but it is you know important before you do that like knowing your identity right because it can hurt you in the long run if you your identity is not strong you know like if you're not believing of who you are and people are mean on the internet I mean, there are nice haters out there. (laughs) Yeah. So you just have to guard yourself in the way that you can. And especially talking to like female entrepreneurs, because we can get so affected. Even if you tell me that, no, I'm not like we all get affected by, you know, people's opinion. So you have to guard your mind and your heart from those things. Once you know yourself and you have strengthened yourself enough those things don't bother you (laughs) they don't make a change in your life it's just a word online that doesn't doesn't do anything you know so yeah and you have to realize like whose comments matter to you in your life and criticisms and the higher you get up the chain and the more status you have there's always going to be more that creeps in but realizing you know which ones truly matter to you is it Joe who lives 5,000 miles away or is it your boyfriend who's having dinner with you you know right. like who's really impacts you and which yeah. one impacts you more yeah no absolutely and also knowing that your worth doesn't come from people's comment or like like 
you are enough the way you are. Like even if you today, you don't, you know, like you don't get enough likes or you get more, it doesn't mean that you are worth more or less. Like that, those numbers don't, you know, make you better or worse. It's just reflection of algorithm and social media. <laughs> that literally just a coding, right? So ha- having knowledge and understanding and self-awareness, it's, I mean, it's the ultimate key. Like don't determine your worth because you've gotten this much or not haven't gotten this much or who comment on, you know, on your post and who hasn't. Because at the end of the day, those likes or hearts don't mean anything if those people don't eventually, you know, one of them or 1% of it become your friend, your client or something, then, okay, then maybe this is the time when you really kind of assess like, okay, what I'm doing, right? But just being out there, it doesn't do any, you know, personally, it shouldn't interfere with your like feelings and your self-worth. Yes, like what you said, preach it to the choir, <laughs> preach it to the masses. This is something that like needs to be shouted from the rooftops. I've seen it not only with entrepreneurs and, you know, people who have grown up with social media. I've seen it with kids. Mm-hmm. I've seen it with teenagers, like especially when musically got popular yeah like the nine-year-olds that were coming out they're like oh you didn't like my post or i'm gonna delete it in five minutes if it doesn't have 10 or 15 likes or it doesn't have the right filter on it but like that mentality is missing so much because when you understand that it's just a tool and it's an algorithm and somebody coded it it's like okay well you know, I know I put out something good. So if it doesn't resonate or it doesn't hit the algorithm at the right time, we'll try again later. Mm-hmm. But like you said, your worth is not predicated on how many likes you get or how many followers you have. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to know too, algorithm change. I mean, my husband works in with the companies from Silicon Valley and things change things change like all the time like if you have been on social media you'll know instagram algorithm has changed probably at least over like at least five to six times just this uh, tw- in 2020 alone and people were just like okay and that's why people that have you know these courses they they are making money but they are not long lasting because things just change and you have to keep up with it you have to keep up with it. And the, the thing is Silicon Valley and like those tech companies that code algorithms, they have so many brains and people that sitting behind the computers that code that. And imagine you are the person who trying to understand all of these algorithms that have created and then try to dominate that, you know? So you are like using one of your brain or learning a course that somebody else create to dominate the whole entire tech industry and trying to be ahead of game. So it's like you are already in a loose position. Like if you think of it just in the way of coding, like you are already in the losing. So it's good to know tactics like algorithm and it's great. But at the end of the day, that's not the most important thing. Like that's, you, you just cannot keep up with that, right? So 
knowing who you are and just being consistent with your character and your philosophy of life, that's more important. Because tomorrow, again, this year you mentioned Clubhouse. Clubhouse came out as absolutely a new breed of social media. And people are already like, oh, we don't know what to do. And there's already a lot of questions popping up. Like, well, you don't have to worry about what to do. Just be you. And you have been you this whole time. It's not going to be hard. But if you have been so taught how to use like Instagram algorithm or LinkedIn algorithm, then you're going to be confused. You're like, oh, what I'm doing here? Like, this is so new. And you're trying to figure out the new algorithm. Like, don't just... You know, don't just like follow that because that's where you like get trapped in because tomorrow new social media can come up and you feel lost again. But if you're just being you, it's still you no matter, you know, in what shape or form. <laughs> whether it's a video, whether it's audio, whether it's a photo, whether it's text on the screen, like you said it, just be you. And at the end of the day, social media is just a small portion of how you can succeed as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Is yeah. there any like last advice you would give to somebody who's like, I've got social media going, I've got all of this, but it's just not turnkey. It's just not turnkey yet. What would you tell that entrepreneur? Yeah, I would say if you already have a business and you already have some sort of social media presence and I don't care if you have like 10 followers or, you know, a hundred thousand followers, um, but you feel like you need to get it more turnkey, I would say just spend one day of logging time of what you do for your business, either that planning, either that posting on social media. And I'll, so just, you can use like different app online or you can use your phone, you know, just time all the activities that you do throughout the day. And I would recommend it to do maybe for a week at least and see where you spend the most time. So once you realize where you spend the most time, you can ask yourself a question. Is it something that is producing the result for my company or for my business? If the answer is no, then you should ask yourself, is this a necessary task? If it's a necessary task and it's producing somewhat, you know, return on investment, but not direct return on investment, maybe that's something that you need to outsource. If it's not producing any return on investment, maybe something that you should stop doing. <laughs> if it's something that directly, you know, related to your return on investment, but you sp don't spend enough time, maybe you should prioritize your activities and just focus on that more. So it's really about being honest to yourself and being clear how you spend your efforts because we all only have, you know, 12 hours a day or eight work hour a day. And how do you use that most efficiently? I think that will be a key. Like if you spend a lot of time creating a social media post and it does bring return on investment, that's mean maybe you should outsource your creation part. So something like that. But yeah, just start off by, 
you know, log in your time and how you spend and then you'll see like for yourself and be honest, like just be honest. Nobody has to see it. Just be honest to yourself. And it can be scary because when I did it, I'm like, oh, I spent so much time for me personally planning how I'm going to run my business rather than actually focusing on sales. (laughs) So that was like my honest to, you know, view for myself. And I recommend any self-employed or business owners to start with that. That is such great advice, Mimi. As we begin to wrap up here today, one of the questions that I always ask on the show is what is one of the biggest blessings for you over this past year? I think that 2020 was tough emotionally and just spiritually, but I think I have realized that one of the biggest blessings is to have family around no matter how sometimes it can be tough with a family but it's the biggest blessing and that's the route where you always can get back to and you know find the comfort so I think having family and just ability to spend time with them and just have them being healthy around you and that's the biggest joy. 100% agree with you on that one. It's been one of the best things for me over this past year as well. So just spending the time being around them and having those memories. Yeah. And just to, sorry, interrupt you, to extend on that, it's, I was able to, well, we got married um, at the end of 2019. And in 2020, in beginning, I decided to win you know, like being self-employed and building my business full time and with my husband working from home and with the pandemic, we learn how to just like work together and be each other co-workers, husband and wife, like for the whole year. And I, I just think that that was the biggest blessing for us as a newlywed, because if you can survive that. <laughs> you can survive anything. Yeah. <laughs> I I can totally relate to that um but yeah like a lot of people already know my story but my boyfriend and I met on the road of an event marketing project and from the get-go and that's one of the joys of being on event marketing tours especially if you work with somebody in the past is like you know that you're going to be with that person pretty much 24 seven, you're traveling together, you're working together, you're going out to dinner together after work, you're hanging out, you're staying at the same hotel. Um, But yeah, he stepped into the project halfway through and we've been together ever since. So even pre-pandemic, it was like, we've been together 24 seven. And then going into this, everybody was like, what can rock this boat? Like you guys are together all the time anyways. (laughs) Yeah. So I think it has been, I mean, I know COVID is really sad and devastating for many people, but that that was a silver lining for me to able to build a bond with my, you know, new husband. I mean, my husband. So it's like, as a newlywed, like you don't know how to do it, but you were forced to do it. So, and we did it. (laughs) And you did it. And it's going to be ever so strong from here on out now that you have that faith. Absolutely. Mimi, where can we find more out about you? What are your social media accounts, handles that you want to share? Yeah, so my Instagram is Mimi and Jane, um, which is, my last name is J-A-I-N. 
You can find me on LinkedIn, Mimi, Mimi Jane as well. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. You can find me on Clubhouse if you own it. I'm actually curating um, one of the groups on January 20th at 2 p.m. on Pacific time where we'll be talking about unconventional, unconventional career choices and success, uh, which I think is going to be really interesting because we live in a gig economy where you know, we're wearing so many hats and we'll be hearing from some people that have had success on it and we'll bring people on stage to ask questions where they are on their journey and how we can help them with. So if you are on Clubhouse, you're welcome to join me. Um, you can message me in any platform so I can send you an invite. Or if you want to be a part of Clubhouse and an iPhone user, you can message me as well. I have actually a lot of invites <laughs> right now <laughs> you're one of the few people that have lots of invites <laughs> i'm trying to be very like careful who i invite right yeah <laughs> i just got on a couple of days ago but i've heard so many great things about it <clears throat> i'm playing around so yeah. with that being said i will put all of your social media handles and wherever you're watching or listening to this episode you can connect with mimi directly you'll find all of the links to her work and connect with her mimi this has been such a great pleasure having you on today thank you so much for having coffee and joining us today yeah thank you so much and you have a good day as well and i hope that we can stay connected and just um can wait to hear more about your journey and your story to be oh. unfold yes definitely and for everybody who's watching or listening today we're going to leave you with this message of just spend that time, get self-aware and write down if you're having like mental block as to what I should do, what I should focus on, where I should use my skills. Take that time today and write down all the things that you're good at and connect those dots. It will help you out in so many ways. And I hope you guys all have an amazing day. Enjoy the rest of it wherever you're watching and listening from. And that is a wrap of today's episode of Coffee with Bobby and Mimi Jane. Take care, guys. <laughs>